Hey everyone, welcome to Triple B. We are Grant and Rebecca, two Purdue students and best friends who love talking anything sports. From Big Ten ballers to the big leagues, it's all here on the Boiler Buzzer Beater. Hello everyone to Boiler Buzzer Beater, episode three. I'm your host, Grant, and along with you, my co-host... Rebecca, what's up, folks? And welcome to episode three, and we're going to cover a lot of stuff today, a lot to get into, uh, but just first, what a great day it's been today. You know, outside is just... You know, sky is clear. Very nice day for October 23rd. You know, that's crazy. Weather is beautiful. Temperature is great. Mid-70s. Little breeze. Very nice. Um, and that made it for a fantastic day of sports as well. Uh, we were able to witness the Purdue soccer game today, which we will get into later on. But uh, it was my first soccer game, which is uh, it was a great time. Yeah. No, it was definitely fun to watch. Um, we've got, you know, all that recap coming up in a little bit. Um, but we can uh, jump right into it. Jump so right first into it, we got volleyball. So the first volleyball matchup of the week took place in Holloway Gymnasium on Wednesday. Uh, Purdue took on the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Unlike the weather outside, the energy inside was tropical as students showed up in their finest Hawaiian shirts and beach gear. Uh, this match was sure to be a tough one. Nebraska's ranked number three in the AP polls. But as we all know, Purdue volleyball loves a good competition. Um, unfortunately, a win was not in the cards for us tonight as the Huskers took us in three sets. We saw eight kills from Madeline Cook, one of her first times leading the stats this season, along with Eva Hudson, Emma Ellis, uh, with seven and nine kills. So it's been a it's been a tricky couple weeks for the Boilers. Uh, we started our season going 12 for 13, landing us a spot in the top five rankings, but we have now lost four out of the five games. Uh, we were seated at number 12 before the Nebraska game. We're looking at uh, at 25th, maybe. Um, so the second game of the week was in Minnesota on Saturday night. Each team took one of the first two sets, and then Minnesota got the next two to win a final score of 3-1. to one. Um, Eva Hudson had 21 kills, Maddie Shimmerhorn with 21 digs. She's now first in the Big Ten in digs per set, and the only, only the third boiler in history to average over 4.25 digs per set uh, with the season. She's got 4.39. Um, the schedule was definitely heavily skewed with some of our easier opponents earlier in the season, and then our harder teams bringing up the end. Um, you know, we've, we're looking a little different now in September or, uh, in October than we were in September and the end of August there when we started. Um, you know, we, uh, I, we'll see what we got to do to keep the hopes of a postseason run alive. Um, it'll definitely be interesting. Catch Purdue Volleyball at Northwestern on October 28th and then back in Holloway on October 3rd to take on IU. I, I wanted to talk about real sec second, you know, so two straight losses, that's very uncommon for Purdue Volleyball, right? It really is. Um, you know, we were now, what, 15-5, and five, I think, overall. Um, but, you know, we definitely started off with quite this winning streak at the uh, at the beginning of the season there. I know, again, we played some of our slightly easier opponents uh, towards the beginning of the season. Now we're getting to, into some of our higher-ranked Big Ten teams. Um, and But, I mean, it's interesting, though. The team's been relatively injury-free from what we've seen, you know. Um, it looks like Maddie Skimmerhorn's got a, a little bit of a, a little hamstring thing going on, but it's been wrapped up, and she's uh, still been in the starting lineup. So I'm not quite sure what that means for the Boilers in terms of uh, why we're struggling a little bit now. But they still got a good amount of the season left. I think we've got, like, four, somewhere between four and six games left. Um, and so, I don't know. I think they got it in them to bring up the end of the season strong. Uh, I want to say I said two straight losses. is three straight losses. Even yes. worse there. That's, yes, four wow. in the past five. Um, so, you know, currently right now, Purdue f volleyball is ranked, um, 25. 12th. Oh, now they're So we were, okay. So we were 12 in mm -hmm. the AP polls, but we're yes. looking at 25 in terms of NCAA standings. Okay. So it depends on what you want to look at there. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. 25 Purdue. Yeah. 
yeah, that's definitely not a not a site you want to see if you're a Purdue fan. Um, and he said, yeah, they're playing Northwestern. Any chances of them? Do you have any inside knowledge of Northwestern, Rebecca? You think they're gonna come back on top? Well, I don't think they're ranked higher than us. Is all I can say. Um, okay. You know, we've uh, it. The Big Ten is really just kind of solid opponents i don't think there's anybody that you can kind of write off immediately mm-hmm. you know cool. obviously maryland was not ranked and we maybe went into it with a little bit uh too much confidence at least from the fan side i don't know what the players were thinking but um you know they uh they walked away with a 3-0 win so you know i think it's really up to the team to stay focused on each individual game you know keep doing what they're doing obviously eva hudson with her breakout season you know she's been doing some great things for the team the rest of the Rest of the group looks good. Um, you know, we just gotta we gotta hope that they can hang in for the rest of the game. Two exciting games coming up this week. Um, you know, always good to see a home game, especially IU at home. That'll be you know, exciting at least for the fans. So you know, we always we always love the energy in Holloway. I tried to get tickets for that already this morning, and it was like five minutes afterwards, and it said they were sold out. Those like, were going fast. I was like, really? Like I was like, yeah. I just got this email a few minutes ago saying I could claim claim my tickets. So boarding bo- or block parties on top of it, mm-hmm. boarding pass, everyone claiming their tickets. I will still try to attend this game because I want to see you know IU. I feel like the atmosphere is going to be very intense. It's very crazy. fun. It's I mean it's always very it's always intense. But like if you combine, you know the the block party fans with um, just IU in general, obviously Purdue is a. Uh, we're hoping to take any win against IU that we can, so I think it's going to be uh, pretty exciting in there. I'll see what I can do to uh, help you get a ticket because I would love for you to be there. I would love to attend. That is next Sunday, correct? Correct, October 30th. October 30th. All right, great. Cool. Well, Rebecca, let's move on to some soccer then. Give us some deets here on the soccer stuff. Awesome. Yeah, so the Boilers took on the Golden Gophers in Minnesota on Thursday uh, where we took a 2-0 loss. Then we played Maryland at home on Sunday today for the last regular season game of the year. Uh, Purdue started out a little rocky in the first half. Terps able to pick up two easy goals. Um, I don't know if it was the wind because the wind was definitely uh, blowing strong today. So it was either the wind or an unlucky bounce or what. Um, but there were some, uh, there were some unlucky goals on those two, you know, definitely looked like, at least from our angle, um, yeah, we're not really sure what happened with that. Um, but things looked a bit, a bit better in the second half. We got a goal from Kayla Budish. Um, she's kind of going one-on-one towards the goal, um, pulls away from the defender, goalie slides out, and she has a sneaky little chip right over the keeper into the goal. So that was lovely to see from her. Um, and then some really good runs, creating some more chances, um, we also had a keeper change at halftime. Emma Tompkins subbed in for Kaylee Kimball. That is uh, uncharacteristic for Purdue. Um, I honestly can't remember the last time I've seen a keeper change. But again, you know, sometimes sometimes you got to change it up a little bit. Um, if you know if you're in a little bit of a rut. Um, the final score was three to one Maryland. So the record of this season looks quite different than it did last year. Um, but I still think it was a really important transition season uh, for the younger players to kind of get comfortable and find a rhythm. Um, you know, I mean we we've got a decent amount of turnover from older players leaving last year and then younger players coming in again, we're going to have, um, I think seven seniors leaving this year. So, you know, any, every team's got its transitions. Um, I know last year we lost two significant players like, uh, Marissa Bova, Sarah Griffith, you know, our, our keeper and our forward that went professional. Um, I know they were definitely a big part of kind of keeping Purdue soccer. I mean, I would say keeping us comfortable, but then also just kind of, keeping it together when things got tricky, you know. Um, sometimes I feel like younger players need a little bit more of that expertise before they, uh, you know, before they're truly comfortable being playing down or, you know, taking on tougher opponents. Um, but, you know, I mean, this may be the end of our season here, but we've we got exciting things coming next year. I cannot wait for fall again to see more Purdue soccer. What did you think of your first game, Grant? 
Okay, so as my first actual game, you know, I'd never been to a soccer game in my life. So I was like, okay. You know, I was even wondering, is like, is this the is it turf there on the field? Or it is, is it, not. It is beautifully it is, manicured is natural grass. Natural grass. Is that true of all places, or is it some places as turf? Um, I believe in the Big Ten, it's all grass. Um, there definitely are some fields um, with turf. I know Boston College has turf. Um, the main reason I know that is because it is notorious for claiming ACLs. Um, I know the NCAA as a whole is trying to move away from turf because it's really just not as safe for players. Um, there's a couple of different issues with it. One, it doesn't like slide as well as kind of natural grass. So when players, you know, are going in for a slide tackle or like keepers are sliding out, um, it's really hard on the skin because it's like, you know, obviously synthetic. So like the edges of the like actual plastic blades um, tend to be a little sharper. You know, you get some more turf burn, um, chan- like higher chances for infection, too, which is because like, it's plastic and you don't really want that in like open wounds. Um, it also heats up a lot more than uh, grass does in like in the summertime. So I know, like, in some of the southern states, like, you know, Texas, Alabama, stuff like that, like, that turf could be, like, 10 to 15 degrees hotter, like, in the summer than on on grass fields. Um, Plus, you know, just a higher standard of play for for the players. So I know, um, yeah, teams are trying to move away from turf and back onto grass, like Purdue. I thought it was I thought it was interesting though because uh, you know NFL teams they actually prefer turf really I didn't know that grass I've actually read um, you know a story uh, the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Arizona Cardinals earlier this year um, the Chiefs had a few players injured because the Cardinals use natural grass for interesting their, they like grow it outside and then they bring it into the stadium. Oh, that I could see that because then you have like seams and like weird like divots in it. Maybe it's just the Cardinals stadium that they're arguing about, but. Um, I know football players like turf, but back to the main subject of me at the soccer game. Um, I thought it was a lot cooler that they had a running clock than football because football takes takes so freaking long because the uh, you know time you know it's not running clock and the running clock is fun at fun at soccer because then you actually have like a um, a mindset of like okay if it's getting you know getting late in the game you have to score yeah there's like, a sense of urgency there's a lot yeah there's a very big sense of urgency especially for the purdue game today yeah I thought, no we were grinding um, down to the last second yeah i thought there was some it looked it looked to me as you know i don't watch soccer but it seemed like the um the goalkeeper made a few like easy mistakes that was like yeah um again you know not really sure if that was if there was the wind was a factor because you know you could see visibly like when when they would kick it like up in the air the ball would kind of go forward and then like sink um so that could be an issue you know sometimes it's sometimes it's really just an unlucky bounce that gets you um not quite sure you know she looked a little off today but um, you know, everyone's got their days. So we got that uh that sub at halftime. Eva Tompkins was able to come in. She was able to finish strong, and uh, you know, again, not quite the result we were hoping for, but able to help Purdue play out the rest mm-hmm. of that game. I also some observations I found was that the student section, I mean, it was kind of lacking compared to volleyball. Yeah, in my no, opinion. definitely, definitely not uh, quite as many of the student supporters. We did have the Boiler Box Band out, which was really neat to see. That was cool to see. They have not been at any other games this season, so I'm not sure why why they're coming today. But definitely welcome. Probably because it was I the last was last game of the season. Yeah, could yeah. be last game of the season. Um, another thing I thought was really interesting is that they were able to play like the actual instruments during, like during the play. Um, I don't think that's allowed in any other sport. Um, you know, I know like volleyball, basketball, and I'm assuming football too, they have to like cut the play, Mm -hmm. um, like of the song when they're about to start, but they were, they were jamming all throughout the half. Basketball actually, they probably could play because sometimes they do it when they're like the defense has the ball. I could be wrong. I I know that's an NBA, but I'm trying to recall. 
could be in college. I'm not sure at the top of my head. But, but yeah. anyway, definitely some fun tunes to uh, mm. keep us jamming. Uh, and overall, though, I had a great time. Awesome. With the soccer. It was fun. Love to Very hear fun. it because I will be uh, dragging you out to more of those. Alrighty, I'll be happy to as long as they can win more games. Okay. You know, we'll try. Um, you know, it's 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 really luck of the draw. But um, after that, why don't you take us on to some football? Yes, let's get into it here. So, Purdue football, very big disappointment against Wisconsin last weekend. Um, or yesterday, I'll say. Excuse me. Um, the final score: twenty four for Purdue, thirty five for Wisconsin in Madison. Um, Purdue falls to five and three. Wisconsin goes up to four and four. They actually have a worse record than us in conference play. As they're now two and three, Purdue is three and two, and I mean, what can you say about this game? Even Jeff Brom said that he was very disappointed in the team today, um, that they basically dug themselves in the hole at the beginning of the game. They allowed Wisconsin to drive down the field on the opening play, uh, opening drive. So it was seven nothing, and like with uh, twelve minutes left, and then they had a pick six, and O'Connell got picked off. Uh, so it was fourteen nothing, and I was actually trying to watch the game with my roommate uh, on our TV. And the TV was covering a different game, I believe it was, um, oh, I, whatever, that doesn't matter. They were playing somebody who was like SMU. Uh, and then they were like, once the game was over, they're switching to Purdue. And then they switch it to Purdue, and all of a sudden it's 14 nothing. And I'm like, what? How did this happen? You know, I just, you know, this just came on. Uh, Wisconsin was up 21 to nothing by the end of the first quarter, uh, which is not a great sight. Usually I blame Purdue secondary for being bad, but overall it seemed like the whole defense was just not coordinated and cannot hold Wisconsin, which is crazy because Wisconsin is supposed to be the worst team here in this situation. So, you know, I don't know if it's if it's just the, you know, the teams or there's some conspiracies here. I, I know you want to talk about Rebecca. My mom actually texted me this yesterday, um, is that Purdue has not won a game in the same week that Taylor Swift has released an album. And... It came this, you know, came true yesterday because Taylor Swift released her new album Midnights on Friday and Purdue lost to Wisconsin on Saturday. Um, and combined with Purdue has lost 15 straight, now 16 straight against Wisconsin. Uh, it's just, you know, I think I think there's a conspiracy behind this. What do you think? I would absolutely say so. So um, I yeah saw this this tweet saying that Purdue has never won. Um, in the same weekend, uh, the same release weekend as a Taylor Swift album. And this goes back like years and years and years, like twenty, like 2008, 2014, somewhere around there. Um, and so I don't know if the album's like, what, just got the boys in their feels or something. <laughs> Probably. But there's a, I, I think there's definitely a correlation um, to be held there. Is it causation? I guess we'll never know. Um, you know, I would love to get some insight. Um, so if you are a Purdue football player and or Jeff Brom himself and would like to um, yeah, give us a comment on on the impact that Taylor Swift and her album releases have on your gameplay. Something is, yeah, there has to be Something's something. Up. Something's Something up. is something fishy. Something is fishy, yes. Something smells, and it's the fish. Um, but other than conspiracies, you got to go over the stats here. Um, just Purdue had three turnovers. Wisconsin only had one. Um, Purdue even had the ball longer than Wisconsin, and they still could not, you know, drive down the field and score. Aiden O'Connell had did not have a great game. 320 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. Three interceptions. Um, and then Mertz for Wisconsin had 203 yards, two touchdowns. Mockaby had a decent game, 23 carries for 108 yards, one touchdown. Uh, and Charlie Jones, no touchdowns for him, 10 receptions, 105 yards, which says something about Wisconsin's defense if you're holding one of the best receivers in the country to no touchdowns at all. Um, but, yeah, just this whole game, I'm ready to get off my, like, just – get out of my head and just move, move on, on. cuz we're scrapping it. Um because it ever yeah, now the outcome of this game is actually quite massive because the implications it could lead to 
Um, so Purdue, before last week, was able to compete for the Big Ten West title. Uh, they were tied with Illinois. But now that they lost to Wisconsin, they are now uh, a game under Illinois. Illinois did not play this week. They had a bye week. Um, but now Purdue must win out, so they must win every single rest of their game. And they have to beat Illinois, who is ranked, um, to have to win the Big Ten West, because otherwise Illinois is probably going to do that and beat them. Um, so, yeah, so next week Purdue does not play. Finally, a, bye, a well-needed bye week, I will say, after this performance here. Um, and it's Halloween, too. You know, you got to celebrate Halloween. Spooky vibes. Spooky vibes. And then uh, the week after that, we have a home game versus Iowa, uh, November 5th. Iowa is not as good as last year. If you recall, last year, Purdue upset at Iowa in Iowa. Uh, Iowa is ranked number two. Spoiler makers came in and beat them. Um, and that was their first of two ranked upsets last year. And the next one against Michigan State. We, we do not play Michigan State this year. Um, but, yeah, that, that should be an interesting game. And then I believe we play um, Illinois after that, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, we play at Illinois, then Northwestern, then at IU. Uh, so, yeah, keep in mind that Illinois game. Illinois is currently ranked 17th, and if they keep winning, they're going to be ranked even higher. And it's kind of ironic, too, that the other teams that Purdue has lost to, uh, Penn State and Syracuse, are both ranked now. They weren't ranked when we played them, but now they are, which is crazy. Um, that's all. I just had to get that all off my chest on Purdue football because it's just it's hard to it's hard to talk about because you have four straight wins and then you have a game like this where you're like, of course only Purdue could do this. You know, no other team in the country could do it's that. It's the true Boilermaker way, you know. Yeah, it's the true Purdue mindset. There, they like to keep us on our toes yep, every yep. week. Yep. You know how hard it is being a Purdue fan. You gotta like almost have a heart attack every game there. I know. Yeah, but um, that's it for Purdue football. I think. I don't think I can talk about that anymore. Um, real quickly, let's get into some NBA because, you know, it's basketball season, baby. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, and I'm going to cover it as fast as I can, which leads to great content. Um, so first up, some headlines here. Uh, actually, the Lakers just played, and they've been a very inconsistent team. You know, LeBron James starting to get very old, uh, 38 now, uh, or he will be 38. and uh, Or he'll be, yeah, 38 or 39, I believe, this year. Um, but the Lakers just wa- lost to the Portland Trailblazers on a last-second buzzer beater um, by Jeremy Grant. So just highlighting, you know, those Lakers have been inconsistent. And then Rookie of the Year candidates, I want to talk about Pacers, Ben McMathrin. My goodness, number six pick in the draft this year. Uh, he's been balling out like crazy. Uh, last night he had uh, 27 points off the bench, uh, which is crazy. I mean, here, if I can pull up the box score here. Uh, yes, Benjamin McDermott off the bench, 27 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists in the win over Detroit Pistons, which I might add was against uh, former Purdue player Jaden Ivey, made his own homecoming to uh, Indiana, which he actually tweeted about and said he was very thankful for Purdue fans coming down. Uh, I myself was not able to go yesterday, um, but I still was able to catch the highlights. And there were a lot of people there. Like, I saw Purdue people posting. I know uh, Janae Terry was there from the women's basketball team. Uh, and Matt, then, Matt Painter was there, Yeah, too. Matt Painter. Oh, I love that video. There's a, a nice little scene there at the end where uh, Ivy runs over to the sidelines and gives Matt Painter his Pistons jersey. Um, so, you know, love to see you keeping it in the family and, uh, you know, remember where we came from, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. True, yeah. Uh, Jay Ivy's tweet is actually says, turnout wasn't how we wanted, but I saw a lot of black and gold in the stands, plus friends and family tonight. I just want to thank you all for the continuous support. Love, hashtag homecoming. Um... Yeah, so 
this was this was a fun game, even though I wasn't able to catch the whole thing. I still think Jay Nivey is a great rookie, but Ben McMathurin hasn't beat the Pacers rookie. Um, you know, at the beginning of the year, before the season started, I wanted the Pacers to draft Jay Nivey. Unfortunately, they were um, a pick after the Pistons who drafted Ivy. Um, but Matherin has looked great. He is, actually has the most um, points in, points for a rookie in three games uh, off the bench, I believe, and of um, since 1995. Oh, wow. Um, I think that's the stat. There's another one, too, for Pacers. Um, but he's just been amazing right now. Um, yeah, and I call him he's him. I say he's him all the time. Because he is him. He's him and Halliburton are the future for Indiana. Um, that's just me ranting about, you know, my home team here, the Indiana Pacers. Uh, other than that, there's some MVP candidates already. Ja Morant, you know, makes jaw-dropping plays. Uh, Luka Doncic to the Dallas Mavericks made a, a crazy play I watched this morning where he goes, he, he crosses over a dude, and then he goes for a layup, like a reverse layup. But it's not actually a layup. It's a reverse layup off the glass as a lob to his teammate who dunks it. I have never seen that before in watching basketball. And he said after the game that it was intentional. It looks like it wasn't intentional that he just missed the layup and his teammate got it. But he was like, yeah, I was looking for that and passed it to him. As he should. Just a, just a little flex here. He is on my fantasy team, so I would Ooh, love yeah. it if he How, could uh, keep how, it up. How's your fantasy team doing this week? Why do we have to bring this up, Grant? I know I kind of brought it up. but well, um, I'm I, losing too. You're so. losing. Yeah, I lost week one, um, or I am losing week one, but it's okay. It's a long season. We got time. It's a very long season. So, yeah, there's, I think, um, yeah, a lot of a lot I of still games. got players tonight, though. So do I. I got I Kyle Kuzma um, in the Wizards game against Cleveland. Um, I got Towns playing against OKC. Uh, also, Porzingis for the Wizards playing against Cleveland. And then, uh, yeah. Nice. I have a few guys playing tonight, but my opponent has Steph Curry, who is bound to give up or, you know, bring in a lot of points. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of, I'm kind of probably going to lose this week. It's but yeah, okay. it's okay. There's a lot of weeks, like I said. Um, and then one last thing for NBA basketball is I wanted to bring up the standings. If I can, just, you know, we're going to do this each week, just be like, here's your update of what it's like right now. So currently, number one in the in the East is the Boston Celtics, who are actually the reigning, you know, the reigning Eastern Conference champs from last year. Um, in the West, number one is the Portland Trailblazers at 3-0. and Now, not all teams have played three games yet, so that's why those two are at the top. Uh, other undefeated teams include the Milwaukee Bucks, the Washington Wizards, Rebecca's favorite. There it is. Love to hear it. And then the New Orleans Pelicans and the Utah Jazz, which are a very um, you know, unique team because they're actually not supposed to be winning this year. They literally traded their all-stars to try to tank um, for draft picks because they thought their team wasn't working that well. So they traded uh, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell away, um, and they're still winning right now. They've won two games already. Crazy. And then the the Los Angeles Clippers, who are healthy for the first time in like three years, they have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George back. They've been injured many times over the last few years, but now they can actually try to go for a title run, which has been their goal the last few years here. So this year, I think, is going to be very exciting. Like I said, we'll cover each week, and we'll have even more news for that. But I think for now, that's going to be enough NBA. Rebecca, why don't you lead us into some NWSL? I know there's some exciting stuff to share. Absolutely. Um, so there were two matchups today for the semifinals of the NWSL playoffs. Uh, first, we had the Portland Thorns taking on San Diego Wave at 5 p.m. in front of 22,035 fans. Definitely quite the turnout. Love to see it in Portland. Um, Alex Morgan netted the first goal for San Diego about 10 minutes into the game, and then Portland found the equalizer before the end of the first half. 
Uh, the game was level until about three minutes into injury time when Crystal Dunn scored the tiebreaker, sending Portland through to the finals. Um, next, it just started two minutes ago, but we've got OL Reign versus Kansas City Current uh, kicking off at 7.30. The winner of each of these games... Okay, so yeah, the winner of the OL Reign and Kansas City game will play Portland at the uh, championship title match October 30th at Audi Field in D.C. Uh, this is a little bittersweet for me because Audi Field is my uh, my home field, so to speak. Um, so I will I will not be there, but it's definitely going to be an interesting game between Portland and uh, whoever wins that OLKC matchup. Alrighty, well thank you for that. I think actually now is a good time to take a little break because we still have NFL and some college basketball stuff to talk about. We had a great time at the fan day for the men's and women's Purdue basketball fan day. It was awesome. So yeah, we'll get, we'll into get back into that. And then of course we have our overtime segment, which today is a would you rather game that Rebecca has uh, very very nicely provided for us here. And we'll get into that later on. So you're going to want to stick around and stay tuned. And we, but we'll be right back for that. All right, everyone. Welcome back to Boiler Buzzer Beater. We're getting into some second half stuff of our show. Let's get right into the NFL stuff. So um, right away, let's get into some game updates. Live right now are the Seahawks and Chargers. Seahawks up 37-23. That would be quite the upset, although the Seahawks have looked pretty good this year. We're going to get through these games, zoom through them. Bengals won 35-17 against the Falcons. Joe Burrow threw for 481 yards, three touchdowns. Crazy. Uh, he helped my, my fantasy team quite a bit with Jamar Chase. Um, Lions-Cowboys. Cowboys improved to 5-2, and two, winning 24-6 over the Lions. Was a, you know, that was kind of an easy win there. The Colts still looking doo-doo. They lost 19-10 against the Titans uh, away in Tennessee. Packers lost to the Commanders. Aaron Rodgers not looking that good recently. I'm actually going to get to that in a little bit here. Um, the Buccaneers and the Panthers also. Tom Brady not looking great at all. They lost 21-3 to in Carolina, who doesn't have like a good starting quarterback right now. Both of them are injured. So that's also crazy. Giants beat the Jaguars, and the Giants are now 6-1, and which is crazy because last year they were like, the worst team in the league. Browns lost to the Ravens, which was kind of like expected. Jets beat the Broncos because Russell Wilson didn't play. And then the Raiders beat the Texans 38-20. And then the Chiefs beat the 49ers 44-23, even though the 49ers had just uh, brought in Christian McCaffrey as running back. And then tonight for Sunday Night Football, this is Steelers-Dolphins, my prediction. Dolphins come in with an easy win. They win, let's say, 45-17. to Okay, now I'm going to bring up something real quick because we got some a lot of other stuff to get through here. But NFL, you know, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, all kind of old quarterbacks who have switched teams. But I think it's time for them to give it up. You know, you know, there are three old men who just are, it's ready. It's their bedtime. You know, Tom Brady had they, the Buccaneers scored three points against the Panthers. And now the Buccaneers are three and four. You know, and Tom Brady says he's not retiring anytime soon. His wife is divorcing him and he still wants to play football. He just, you know, he's he's like 45 years old. That's crazy. He just does not care. And every time I see him on TV, it looks like he got like more plastic surgery done on his face. Um, that's also, you know, a sign of concern for me. And then Aaron Rodgers, just uh, Packers just don't look good at all. I don't know what the problem is, but they were good last year. Um, maybe it's all the stuff he's been doing, you know, <laughs> over the offseason. You know, he likes to, uh, you know, do some stuff. You know, I won't say what, but he just likes to do some stuff, you know, especially overseas. But um, And then Matt Ryan, he's just old, too. Colts made a terrible decision picking him up. But that's it for the NFL. I know you guys, that's what you came here for, for the content, and that's how fast I do it. So let's move on to... Some juicy stuff here. The NCAA men's and women's basketball fan day here at Purdue. Uh, Rebecca, why don't you give us a little rundown about what happened at the fan day? 
Yeah, of course. Um, so it was a super fun day. We got to see both the men's and women's teams ahead of the season. Uh, lots of new faces for both squads, so it was exciting to uh, look forward to some young talent. Uh, Katie Gerald led the women through some defensive drills and some game-like transition scenarios. Um, so transfer from Baptist, uh, Cal Baptist, Caitlin Harper, she's looking pretty good. Um, then it was nice to see Ava learn back from what uh, she looks like 100%, honestly, uh, dealt with some foot injuries at the end of last season into the summer. Um, so it'd be awesome to get her back ahead of this season. Um, the men played a full inter-squad scrimmage. Uh, it was mostly returning players playing against each other. Got to see some freshmen uh, get in there at the end. Will Berg sat out, maybe getting over an injury. Who knows? Uh, definitely looking to uh, see him later this season. So, Grant, why were we there? Part of the reason. Well, Rebecca, we were there to help promote the KG unit. Now, if you're a Purdue student listening, be sure to sign up for the newest student section for women's basketball. Uh, we've, you know, we got a lot of stuff coming, so go to KG underscore unit Purdue and sign up before the season starts, which is coming up actually quite soon. Women's basketball has their first exhibition game. It is at home on Sunday, November 6th versus Purdue Northwest, and men's basketball kicks off on November 2nd versus Truman State. But before you look at the men's basketball, go sign up for KG unit now at Purdue uh, or KG underscore unit Purdue on Instagram and just be ready to see all the cool stuff we're doing for women's basketball this year. I'm really excited. Absolutely. Yeah, got a lot of stuff planned there. Um, you know, definitely go check that out. You're going to want to be a part of it. Membership is free. Uh, so if you are a Purdue student, definitely uh, head over there and get signed up. I mean, if you're a Purdue student, you love free things, right? You're a college student. You love free food. You love, you know, events like like the paint crew. Then you're going to love the KG unit. You know, we're going to provide so much cool stuff. I highly recommend it. Rebecca highly recommends it. She's put a lot of work into it. So it's going to be great if we have a lot of people in there. But yeah, that's our plug for... Um, KG unit. I also wanted to say about the the fan day. That was it was pretty fun. You know, we got some good seats for the men's uh, practice at least. Yeah, right in those uh, cushy uh, recliners. Cushy chairs. Yeah. One thing about being a Purdue student is you're never allowed to sit in those cushy chairs because you have to sit in the student section on the bench or you have to stand. You know, all like the old rich people get to sit in the in the alumni section they call it. Um, so yeah, they get to sit and uh, enjoy the game in those nice seats, and I can understand why they like it because you have a good vantage point. You're at you know center court, um, you know you're only about a few rows uh, away from the court, and it was fun to watch. Uh, Purdue played Purdue, <laughs> you know it was Purdue won, so it was crazy, it's crazy stuff. But love when uh, they pull out a win. Yeah, Purdue really pulled out. I was rooting for them. Uh, Zach Eady looked good. I'd like to say Braden Smith surprised me as well. Freshman, they're starting him at guard. I think. Um, due to the fact that uh, Jay Nivey, Eric Hunter Jr., and Sasha Stavanovich are all gone. So they need someone to fill in the, the guard gap there. Yeah, I assume. Um, so it's going to be an interesting season for men's women's basketball. We'll talk about more. We'll do a whole little preview, I imagine, before the season starts. I do, however, uh, have one grievance I'd like to file with Please do. Uh, Purdue men's basketball. More specifically, um, the design team and whoever is in charge of their apparel. I'm sorry. What is it with the new practice shorts? Um, so they, uh, they come out sporting these cool little practice jerseys. However, the shorts from the front look great. When they turn around, it's got play hard written across the butt. I'm not really sure what this is about. Um, definitely an interesting choice. Interesting placement too, honestly. It's, a it's, it's a little low on, on, on the back there. Um, so I, I'm really not sure what they were thinking. I, I don't think it, uh, it, I don't even know what else to say at this point besides why. Um, it just, it's, it's not really a good look. Um, you know, I think they, they, they play hard regardless. I don't know if they need a reminder on, on the butt to, uh, to make sure that that happens. Anyway, um, if they, you know, have any, um, uh, 
requests for help with design, I am available um, with my services. So uh, yeah, feel free to hit me up about that. Um, if not, please just take it off and stop writing stuff on the butt. We're not a. Uh, this isn't. This isn't Victoria's Secret pink. This is pretty basketball. True. Although this I don't know, a collab could be kind of cool. Oh, that'd be interesting. Purdue Victoria's Secret collab. Who knows? Could be in the works. Matt Painter. You know. Hit us up in the DM. <laughs> we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen, okay? We'll, we'll get you that Victoria's Secret sponsorship. Okay, let's get into our overtime segment real quick in the Would You Rather. Yeah, super exciting. So as you said, your uh, your overtime segment um, is going to be some Would You Rather questions today. Um, we've got some special guests for this. We've got Julia and Leah, my sister and cousin, who are hopping on to uh, to help figure some of these out with us. Hey guys, excited to get started. Hi. Awesome. So our first would you rather scenario here. Um, I'm I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure that most people know how would you rather works, but just in case not, uh, we're going to give two scenarios and we're just going to say which one we'd rather do. Um, so our first situation here, would you rather play in a football game wearing Crocs or a basketball game wearing flip-flops? Grant, what are your thoughts? Well, my immediate answer is the football game wearing Crocs because Crocs have sport mode. And you can actually run in those. A basketball game, you can't jump wearing flip flops. You're gonna you're gonna hurt your legs, hurt your feet. That's that my is opinion. that's very fair. I also have to go with Crocs. Um, I am a uh, a resident Croc wearer. Um, some might even say uh, addict, fiend. I don't know. Some of those words have been used. Um, but yeah, Crocs Crocs are my go to footwear. So I feel like I could absolutely play a football game wearing Crocs. Um, I'm definitely gonna have to go with the basketball and flip flops because flip flops have traction. So. You know, it'd be easy to kind of skirt around the court. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to have to second that opinion. Sort of controversial, but I was also thinking about the cleats in football. I'm sure those would not feel great. You know, Crocs got those holes, maybe the cleats with the holes. You know, basketball, you're just doing regular tennis shoes, so got to watch out for those sharp cleats, you know. Yeah, dangerous for the dogs. Got to protect the dogs. Got to protect the dogs. (laughs) Okay, um, definitely some, uh, some... some indecision here um we've looked like we're split 50 50 um maybe we'll uh we'll come to some conclusions on this next one here would you rather get plowed over like a linebacker or jump off the 20 meter diving platform um okay so get plowed over by a linebacker or go off the 20 meter diving platform um i would honestly i'm i've never dove like really high up before so i've played football before so i'll go with the linebacker i don't know i feel like the diving you like you go that high you don't do it right you're gonna hurt yourself real badly worse than just getting hit by someone are you wearing football gear in this situation by with the linebacker i was also thinking that that is an important question i think we need to ask specifications okay um we can say yes full pads okay then yeah linebacker i think it's also important to ask how old and who the linebacker is is this NFL or like collegiate? Let's go. Let's go collegiate. Somewhere in the middle. Yes, a collegiate linebacker. Or either way, you're gonna get hurt. I feel like yes, way. bodily harm what, is coming what, our what way. It's, what if it's like the punter? It's, oh my god! <laughs> it's not like a defensive lineman. No, it's we're talking. We're talking. Oh, it's a linebacker. Oh okay, yeah, yeah, linebacker. Okay, yeah, that that would hurt. But it's better than you know doing a belly flop. That's fair. I don't like heights personally, um, so I think I'm gonna have to go with that linebacker as a goalie. I I can't say I've been you know absolutely plowed over, but I've definitely had um, my fair share of collisions, and I feel like I could just take it and move on with my life. Alrighty. Um, 
Again, going to go split 50-50. I think that's just a lot of, you know, chances for injuries I don't want to take particularly. I say if you just, you know, jump off straight, you know, keep your arms by your side. I don't think it can go too wrong, but I don't know what Leah has to hear about that. Okay, I'm I'm definitely going to go with the off of the diving board one. Um because I've seen videos of people diving before and I feel like I feel like I could replicate it somewhat. You have some swimming slash maybe diving experience yes. though, isn't this correct? I'm I'm a swimmer and a lifeguard. So there we I go. Can save myself. I feel like you'd be good. You, you got that. Transfer your lifeguard abilities to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Gives her own CPR. Okay. Um our next one here. Would you rather beat Steph Curry in a three point contest or Serena Williams in a tennis match? No one messes with the queen. Gotta go with Steph Curry. <laughs> she deserves her reign. I won't mess with that. I'll go Steph Curry. Yeah, I'll go Steph Curry. I'll have so much like ego boost after that that it'll be worth it. See, I think I'm gonna have to go Serena. Um, because, you know, I mean, she has recently retired. Um, but I, you know, I would love to get to get one over on her before she before she retires. Um also I cannot shoot. Um we uh we learned this recently. I mean, this isn't exactly new information, but it's been reconfirmed as Grant and I um, had the chance to shoot around on Mackey Arena Court briefly. Um, but yeah, I can't shoot, so I'm going to have to go with Serena Williams uh, beating her in tennis. Um, okay, so uh, for those who may need some context for this, there have been a few viral um, kind of spoof videos going around. Um, I believe by Yale made both of them. Um, but the player, Scott Sterling, um, and in these videos... There's two different ones. One is soccer. One is volleyball, um, both of which is pretty much just this poor guy getting drilled in the face. In the soccer, they're setting him up for a PK. He gets hit, falls back. They stand him up again. He gets hit in the face again. He's got blood dripping out of his nose, falls back. They have to bring out a chair and set this man up in a chair so he can take the fourth PK. Guess where it goes? Right in the face. And then volleyball, similar things happen. He gets, you know, spiked right down in the face, knocks it back. They pick him up again, spiked again. So... Would you rather be Scott Sterling in a soccer game or a volleyball game? Uh, I'm going to go with the volleyball because I feel like that will hurt less than a soccer ball hitting you in the face. That's just my opinion. That's fair. I'm going to have to disagree with that one. I feel like since I am pretty tall, you know, the ball would be right there. It's in close range to my face. You know, maybe with the soccer, I can scoot a little bit farther back in the net or in the goal. So... That's just a close range for the volleyball to be hitting you in the face. We're talking point blank for this yes. giraffe over here. Yes. The height is not an advantage in this question. I'm going to go with volleyball because I'm the opposite. My height is lower. So, you know, there's more distance between the ball coming to my face. So, yeah, volleyball. Um, I think I'm going to have to go with soccer on this one. So, again, I was a goalkeeper for quite a few years. Um, I have been hit in the face with a soccer ball many, many times. And so I, I don't think that would be too much of a deal for me. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with soccer. Um, okay. Our next one here. Uh, would you rather have to defend against Eva Hudson's kills, uh, who is one of a, uh, our breakout star volleyball players this year, or stop Charlie Jones on a breakaway, one of our football players? Uh, Grant, who would you rather... Uh, go up against um, Ooh, uh i think i'm gonna have to go with eva hudson's kills because i feel like i'm not fast enough to stop charlie jones on the on the field um and you know volleyball i can at least try to get the ball whereas in football i'm like oh it's a lost cause yeah 
Yeah, I think I'm going to have to agree with that. I mean, maybe this could be my lack of volleyball knowledge, but I'm just going to assume that if you're pretty tall, you might have a little bit of an advantage at volleyball. So I don't think I would do horribly, like injured horribly, but she would definitely beat me pretty bad. I would do Charlie Jones because I feel like you grab his ankle, he's game over. He's done. Man is laying down on the floor. I agree. Um, as we know, I am a runner and track star. I'm kidding. Neither of those are true. Um, but I'm I'm just very confident in my overall ability to take him down. I don't know. I can I can break his ankles. We'll get a little pump fake in there. You never know. Um, but yeah, that man is on the ground if he's up against me. And our oh, we got two more. more. Um, so would you rather play soccer with a tennis ball or baseball with a golf ball? Mm, um, you guys go first. I'm, I want to think about this one. All right. I think I'm going to take soccer just simply because I am absolutely horrible at the hand-eye coordination that is required when it comes to batting with a regular-sized ball. And then with the tennis ball, it there would no there would be no hits ever. So. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with um, baseball with a golf ball. Baseball with a golf ball. Yeah, because... Um, I feel like I would step on the tennis ball while playing soccer and just, like, like it would lay me out, like Charlie Brown. <laughs> Rolled ankle right there, flat yeah. on the field. I also have to agree. I'm going to go baseball with a golf ball. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like if I, like, tried hard enough, I could get a hit. Um, but, yeah, no. Especially, like, when you combine it with the cleats, like, you're stepping on the ball. Like, there's zero, zero support there, zero structure. Um, I don't want the tennis ball flying at my face. You know, it's, it's very much a smaller target to, uh, to keep track of. And I do not think I could do that. So I'm going to go uh, batting with a golf ball. Uh, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going with the soccer with the tennis ball because I don't think I could hit a golf ball with a baseball bat because that thing is going to be small flying at you and then what if it hits you that's going to be that's going to hurt like crazy it's going to leave a welt like soccer with a tennis ball I feel like if I just I could I wouldn't trip over it I just make sure I wouldn't trip over it I just kick it you just built different I'm built <laughs> different okay sure. yeah, yeah exactly awesome and our our final uh, would you rather question here would you rather play in a Super Bowl or in game seven of the NBA finals oh uh, that's easy for me I'm going Game 7 NBA Finals, you know. I'm a basketball fan. I there you it. go. Super Bowl, I know it's really hyped up, but, you know, NBA, you know, it's every it's every basketball player's dream to make the NBA, and then you get crushed and realize that you're not going to make it when you're younger. So then you're just like, I wish I could do this. So imagine if I could play Game 7 NBA Finals. It's like the most you know, coolest moment out there. I'll do that. I have to disagree. I'm going to go with Super Bowl. I don't know. I just, there's such like a, you know, a an atmosphere around the Super Bowl. Um, you know, I want to hear the halftime show. I want to be involved in everything. I want to say we're going to Disney World afterwards. Honestly, I think that might be my favorite part is uh, get the free trip to Disney World out of the Super Bowl. Um, that and the ring. But Well, in the Super Bowl, if you play it, you wouldn't be able to lo- watch the halftime show. You have to be in the locker I'd do room both. No, I, I would do both. I'd, I'd figure it out. They should stream. I think the halftime show would really help with the energy. Absolutely. So I think the players should be, maybe just audio too. They could listen to it. Absolutely. Yeah, I think uh, since just talked about my love of the halftime show, if as long as those changes were made and I'd get to watch it, then the definitely the Super Bowl over the NBA. Uh, Super Bowl, easy. I was raised on football, and I don't think there would be anything cooler than like catching a touchdown in like the last quarter. That would be so cool. Game winner right there. That'd be sick. Yeah. 
Um, awesome. So, yeah, those were our uh, our Would You Rather questions for our overtime segment. Uh, thanks, guys, for tuning in. Um, yeah, feel free to check us out on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you like to get your shows. And then go check out our Instagram at BoilerBuzzerBeater uh, for some, some new content, some new updates, and some uh, some good stuff coming. Thanks for tuning in. And KG Unit Purdue. Yes, of course. KG underscore Unit Purdue for Purdue students out there. Yep, we'll be back next week. See you guys later. Peace. Peace.